pray about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 thanks for joining us today this is the hour of intercession I'm Pastor Joseph Parker we invite you to look with us in the word of God the gospel of John chapter 15 beginning at verse 1 I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. Verses 1 through 17, John chapter 15. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the privilege and the opportunity we have of being able to abide in you as we abide in your word and as we abide in a close walk in close fellowship relationship with you each and every day. Thank you, Father, for those that are part of our listening family. Thank you for your hand of grace upon us. Anoint us all afresh with the spirit of prayer. Anoint us afresh with the spirit that would cause us to have a growing hunger for your word and and a growing commitment to spend significant time reading and meditating on your word each and every day. And anoint us afresh with the spirit of obedience. Help us to be a people that hear from you, hear from your word, hear from your spirit, and walk in full obedience each and every day. We thank you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Roberts, and Rick is going to share a word of prayer with us at this time. Father, we join Paul in saying now to the King Eternal, Immortal, to God only wise, the honor and glory forever and ever. Father, we want to glorify you with our lives today, to magnify you, to make much of you. And Father, we need your Holy Spirit to help us to do that. We want to honor you with our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. I want to continue to remind you that our email here is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And we uh, got good, great response, actually, from the uh, giveaways that we uh, shared on yesterday. I would mention that we only had a limited, very limited number of items as far as giveaways. And so I apologize that obviously everyone is not going to get the item, you know, but of course we mentioned the first person that emailed us for the Jeremiah Study Bible will receive that. So we'll plan to get that out to you. But again, we do appreciate you responding, and I hope that you'll be blessed and encouraged by um, um, discipleship and resource materials that we do share with you. But we do appreciate hearing from you. It's always a blessing and an encouragement to hear from our listeners. So thank you for the great response that you gave on yesterday. And again, the prayer resources, the discipleship resources, they're there available to you. Please do email us to get some of those with the goal of you taking them, using them for you and the discipleship of you and your family, but also for you to get involved with the great work of being involved in the work of making disciples. The Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28 clearly calls us as the church to go into all the world and make disciples. We're called to be a disciple and make disciples. That's to be a priority in our mind and our mindset each and every day. And so keep in mind, each and every one of us as believers, we're wise to live in such a way that we have a mission mindset in the way we live our lives every single day. So I hope that you'll be reminded and encouraged to do, encouraged in that way. Today we're looking at the topic, the art of listening to and following God. Again, the art of listening to and following God. You know, a huge part of the Christian life is simply listening to God, listening to the voice of God. Well, how do you listen to God? Well, two, the two primary ways whereby we listen to God is, of course, by, through His Word and by His Holy Spirit. God speaks to us every day, uh, and it's important for us to have ears to hear, but He speaks primarily to us by His Word and His Spirit. And so it's important that we as believers become excellent listeners, excellent at listening to the Word of God and following the Word of God. You know, Psalm 1 tells us these words, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree, planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chafe which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Now notice very clearly what verse 2 in Psalm 1 says. It says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Again, one of the key and main ways whereby God speaks to us is through his word, through the word of God. The word of God, of course, the written word of God is a powerful and a wonderful gift. And every day you open your Bible and spend time in the word of God, you hear from your heavenly father. You hear from the creator of the universe. You hear words of wisdom, power, grace, light, encouragement, and so much more. And God is just glad and just just joyful about giving us his word. But he wants us to be hearers 
and doers of his word. Remember, and of course, as we're looking at the topic, the art of listening to and following God. To follow God is to hear his word and to choose to obey it. To hear his word and to choose to obey it. Again, verse 2 says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. A good question to ask yourself is, do I delight in God's word? And, you know, uh, keep in mind the goal here is obviously, you know, just as you answered in your own heart, you know, be honest with yourself. Do you delight in the word of God? And for many believers, if they're honest, they would honestly have to say they do not. Too, sadly, too many may see it as a burden and a responsibility that they need to do. But to delight in the Word of God is so important because God's Word is a much greater gift than any of us fully comprehend. The Word of God is Jesus, and Jesus is the Word of God. So when we're reading the Word of God, keep in mind we're spending time with Jesus. You're spending time when you're, when you're reading and meditating and studying the Word of God. You're spending time with Jesus. And remember, when Jesus speaks to us, he gives us guidance. He nourishes us. His, he, he ministers to our mind, body, and spirit. He pours grace, peace, and blessing into our mind, body, and spirit. Uh, when we're reading and meditating on the Word of God, Jesus is molding and shaping us to become more and more like him. He encourages us through his Word. He equips us to be well-equipped warriors through his word. He places a fresh anointing upon us each day we spend time in the word of God. And keep in mind, he also gives us clear guidance as to what his will is in the world. And keep in mind, too, as we read and meditate on the word of God, it's important for us to keep this in the forefront of our mind. Jesus means what he says. He doesn't give out light suggestions about what might be a good thing to do. Jesus gives commands, and his commands are eternal. And so as believers, it's important for us to understand that, yes, Jesus is love. He's full of grace, peace, and mercy. But at the same time, Jesus is very efficient, and he's the CEO of the universe. And he's very serious about the work of the kingdom. He calls us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. He tells us to seek first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness, and all these things shall be added to us. God is serious about his kingdom. Jesus is serious about enforcing and having the kingdom of God built. And so an important part of our, us as believers in following him is we're to listen diligently to his word and then we're to obey that word as well. So as we, as we look at this topic today, specifically again, the art of listening to and following God, keep in mind this is not just a nice topic to be mindful of or to know about. It's an equipping topic to help us better understand the way we're to approach the Word of God, the way we're to receive the Word of God, and the way we're to respond to the Word of God. Remember, this is not a book full of suggestions. It's a book of commands. But remember, they're commands that help us to be vessels through which the Spirit of God can reach to build the kingdom of God and tear down the kingdom of darkness. So, Again, remember, very important to know, Jesus means what he says, whatever the word of God says, and he's serious about his word being obeyed. So keep in mind, as verse 2 of Psalm 1 says again, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Very simply, I would like to say, as I often uh, remind believers of on the broadcast, if you're not reading the word of God every day, Today is a great day to start the habit of diligently reading and studying his word. Remember this, if you're a serious disciple and follower of Jesus Christ, 
you must be a student of Scripture. And remember, the Word of God is Jesus, and Jesus is the Word of God. And when you're reading and meditating on the Word of God, you're spending time with Jesus. You're spending time with your commander-in-chief. He's giving you your marching orders. He's guiding and molding and shaping you to be a well-equipped warrior. So the fact is, you can't spend too much time with your commander. So spending time in the Word of God, and specifically I would encourage a goal of at least three chapters, reading three, reading and meditating on at least three chapters in your Bible every day. And remember, it might be one chapter that you read and meditate on three times. And that's fine. That's good. But spending time in the Word is much more important than I think most believers realize because that's an equipping time, a time whereby Jesus is equipping you and helping you. Uh, and molding you to be the servant he's called you to be. The Lord Jesus has so much work to be done, and he gives many, he's given many assignments out, and he's looking for us. He's fully expecting us to fulfill the call of God upon our lives. Remember, every believer has a call on their lives, has many callings on their lives, and a big part of our ability to carry them out is diligently listening to God and then choosing to obey that which we're commanded to do. So diligently listening to God and diligently obeying that which we've been called to do. Father, thank you for the opportunity you give us as believers to be hearers and doers of your word. Thank you for the wonderful gift of your word and the anointing that rests upon it. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace, mercy, and passion. Help us to, with a passion, be committed to listening to your word and be committed to living your word, obeying it. Help us to know, Lord, there's so much work to be done. You told us in your word that the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Help us to recognize, Lord, that you want us to be amongst those faithful laborers who are about your business each and every day. Help us to be just that. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as today we're looking at the topic, The Art of Listening to and Following God. We'll be right back. Split wide open, turn these eyes to my soul protector and break the will of this boy. 
Toby Mac with Lord, I need you. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, the art of listening to and following God. And keep in mind, as we've mentioned, the two primary ways whereby God speaks to all of us is through his word and by his Holy Spirit. Now, keep in mind, God speaks by his spirit to every believer on the planet every day. Now, sometimes It may appear to be simply a passing thought, but the Holy Spirit does speak to all of us. It's important for us to grow in our walk with God to where more and more we discern the Holy Spirit when he's speaking to us. And, of course, the more time you spend in the Word of God, the louder the voice of the Holy Spirit gets in your life. And so if you want to hear more and more clearly from the Holy Spirit, spend more time in the Word of God. Now, keep in mind, when you're reading the Word of God, It's Jesus and the Holy Spirit speaking directly to you all at the same time as well, of course. So time in the Word of God is time where you're hearing from Jesus and the Holy Spirit all at the same time, too. So so if you don't have the habit of reading three chapters a day, again, I would challenge you to start that that habit today. And whether it's, you know, early in the morning actually is a good time to do it. And sometimes if you think, well, I don't have time when I get up in the morning, I've got to get ready and go to work, go to school. Well, ask the Lord to help you get up earlier because it's a very wise thing to to tune up in the Word of God early in the morning as you begin your day. That's just a wise and a smart approach. So, But one way or another, get into God's Word every single day. It pays for itself in so many very, very important ways. Remember, the Word of God is a much greater, much more powerful, much more of a blessed gift than any of us fully realize. So when you're spending time in the Word of God, remember, it's spending time with Jesus. And when you delight in the Word of God, as Psalm 1 speaks of, you're delighting in Jesus. And so we're wise to ask God to grow, help us to grow in our appetite for the Word of God and our commitment to hearing it and doing it as well. Keep in mind, a wise perspective for us to live with, again, is one of living to have a missionary mindset a perspective of, I'm a missionary on a very important mission today. Well, what is that mission? That mission is to hear from your Heavenly Father, to hear from your Commander-in-Chief, hear His marching orders, and to do them. Remember, our purpose in the world is to know God and to live His purposes and His will. That's why we're here. We're not here to have a good time, to be happy, to fulfill our dreams. We're here to be vessels through which God can achieve his dreams. We're to be available vessels and servants through which the word and the will of God is accomplished. So again, live to be a missionary on a very important mission every single day. What is that mission? Hearing from your king and doing what he tells you to do. So in the book of Genesis chapter 12, a familiar story passage found in uh, Genesis chapter 12, starting at verse 1, it tells us, 
Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan, so they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree of Moreh. And the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south. Verses 1 through 9 of Genesis chapter 12. Now keep in mind as we're looking at the topic, uh, the art of listening to and following God. Abram who became Abraham, of course, is a great example in Scripture of someone who heard the Word of God. They heard God speak to them, and he chose to obey God. Now, keep in mind, very simply, every believer in all the world is to basically live a lifestyle of doing the very same thing Abram did, basically. Hear from God and obey him. Do whatever he's called us to do. Now, all of us have different calling have a, a different calling and different callings on our lives. But God is expecting obedience from each and every one of us. Of course, the first call on our life, of course, certainly should be receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you're not saved today, today is an important day to choose to give your life to Christ because you can't fulfill the will of God and the call of God on your life if you don't know Christ. There's no way that's going to happen. You won't fulfill the full purpose of God in your life by a long shot if you don't know Jesus Christ. So you need to choose to make that step. If you want to fulfill the call of God upon your life, if you want to fulfill your purpose in this world, you need to come to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But once you're saved, then as a believer, you should passionately desire to know the call of God upon your life. It's sad that too many believers seem to be content not having much of an idea of what God has called them to do. Now, remember, we have many callings, but there are one or two main callings God places upon the life of every believer. Uh, and it has to do with our gifts, our strengths, our abilities, our talents. We're to be using them to fulfill the specific call of God upon our life. So if you're listening and you think to yourself, I have no idea what God has called me to do. Well, you should decide today, I'm going to diligently and passionately pursue finding out what God has called me to do. Because yes, he has a calling on your life. And every calling is a very, very important calling. Never think of it as being insignificant. In fact, you know, you've, you may have heard people use the term, uh, they're a bench member at church. Well, there's no such thing. God has an important calling, a critically important calling upon your life. It's important that you come to know what that is and fulfill that calling upon your life. 
Also, God gives us assignments on a daily basis. Many times he speaks to us by his spirit and tells us things that we need to do. Call this person. Pray for this individual. Go see such and such a person. Give this person uh, $50. Give this give to this ministry. Give to this mission. We're called to be obedient. We're to hear from God and obey God. Abram heard from God. He packed up and moved as God told him to. And his obedience blessed him tremendously. And it blessed his children. It blessed his grandchildren. It blessed his great-grandchildren. And all the way down through today, Abram's obedience continues to bless the world. Now, you might think to yourself, well, I'm not a Bible character, and uh, my calling is probably not as significant as Abram's. Remember this, every calling from God is, has both eternal consequences and is very important. Don't underestimate what God has done in you because it's not about you or me. It's about what God has done and what God has called us to do. So, yes, obedience is just as important for us as it was for Abram. So whatever God has called you to do, discern what it is and then begin to do it. Look to God to help you to know what that is and carry it out. Father, thank you for every believer listening. Help us to know, Lord, that the work you've called us to do is very important. Help us to be an obedient people that will hear from you and discern to do it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, you know, we mentioned about the Great Commission as found in Matthew chapter 28. The Great Commission tells us, go into all the world and make disciples. In other words, Every believer is to be involved in the great work of evangelism and discipleship. We're to be involved in the work of witnessing for Christ, teaching and telling others how to come to know Christ, and once they receive Christ, helping them to grow and grow strong in their walk with the Lord. Now, if you're a believer listening and you think to yourself, well, I've never shared the gospel with anyone. I've never given out a gospel track. I've never shared my testimony. Well, the word for that is disobedience. We're all called to be about the work of making disciples. And keep in mind, a number of times in Scripture, the Lord Jesus Christ says to us in one form or another, He that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Again, ears to hear is about having a mindset to hear what God has said and do it. How tragic it is when someone says they love the Lord, yet they will read or hear commands often and just don't make any effort to live it out. All of us are to be involved in the critically important work of evangelism and discipleship. The fact is, we work with people, we come alongside people, we come along the path of people every day who are on their way to hell, tragically. And that's not a fun thing to say or even consider. But the fact is, for many of them, their only contact with the church and the gospel might be you. So, yes, you're to be involved in this work, and yes, you and I are to be involved in the work of often giving out gospel tracts and sharing our testimony, talking about how God has answered our prayer, listening to the Holy Spirit to use opportunities we have to share, to plant seeds of the gospel in the lives of people, inviting people to church, inviting them to come go to church with us, and asking, can we come pick you up? All of these are important aspects of the work of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, giving generously to the kingdom of God, giving our finances to help support the work of whatever church you're a part of, support the work of missions and missionaries and ministries at work, doing the work in the will of the Lord in the world, living with a yes, Lord attitude. So again, God tells us by his word and his spirit what he wants us to do. Our job is to obey. 
Our job is to be a hearer and a doer of the Word of God. God speaks to all of us every single day. But now keep in mind, if we fail to obey, we can experience what 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 uh, refers to as quenching the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to quench the Holy Spirit? Well, remember, amongst other things, the Holy Spirit is a fire inside of us. When we obey God, that fire gets bigger and brighter and more vibrant. When we disobey God, we the Bible uses the term quench the Holy Spirit. In other words, uh, the fire gets doused a little bit, gets a little, little bit lessened. Why? Because of our lack of obedience. Again, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 um, says specifically, it says, verse 20, excuse me, verse 19 says, do not quench the spirit. So disobedience or negligence to obey, disobedience to the word of God or negligence in obeying the word of God can cause the Holy Spirit at work inside of us to be quenched. You don't want to do that. You want to uh, allow the Holy Spirit to burn bright and big on the inside of you. And we do that through hearing God's word and obeying God's word. So we're called to a lifestyle of listening to God and obeying him, listening to God and obeying him. And remember this, the Holy Spirit is all about ministry. There's so much work to be done. The fact is there's so many things God wants all of us to be doing. Our job is to live in a listening mode because God has so much work to be done. Yes, we, we're wise to literally carry gospel tracts out with us every day to give out as the Holy Spirit would have us, leads us to. But also when we have opportunity to point people to Christ, to talk about what God's doing in your life, to to share how he saved you, to share how he's answered prayer, because these are things that the Holy Spirit will do. He'll reach through us and touch other people and point them to Christ as we use these opportunities. And will you look like a fanatic to the world? Well, yes, you will. But the reality is Basically, in a, in, a, in a very true sense, everyone's a fanatic about something. There's nothing greater to be a fanatic about than following Jesus Christ, Jesus and who he is. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We're looking at the topic, the art of listening to and following God. We'll be right back. Watch them disappear in your presence. 
music of Amanda Lindsay Cook with Still. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, the art of listening to and following God. And again, keep in mind, a huge part of the Christian life is simply listening to God and obeying Him. Listening to God and following Him, doing what He's called us to do. And it's simple, but it's powerful for us to grasp that Our whole purpose in the world is to know God and to serve Him, to know God and walk with Him, to live for His glory and His purposes. So as we look at the topic, the art of listening to and following God, I want you to look with me in the book of Jonah, Jonah chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, had lain down and was fast asleep. So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lots And the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, Please tell us, for whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation? And where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? So he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, Why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may be calm for us? For the sea was growing more tempestuous. And he said to them, Pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will become calm for you. For I know that this great tempest is because of me. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to return to land, but they could not. For the sea continued to grow more tempestuous against them. Therefore they cried out to the Lord and said, We pray, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life, and do not charge us with innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and offered a sacrifice to the Lord, and took vows. Verses 1 through 16, all of Jonah, chapter 1. The book of Jonah is a powerful book. It's a a very short book. It's only four short chapters, but it has a number of very powerful lessons for the church. In the book of Jonah, of course, as chapter 1 lays out for us, Jonah clearly heard the word of God. The word of God came to Jonah and gave him clear direction. Notice verse 1 again says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But then 
Verse 3 goes on to say, But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Jonah clearly heard from God. He heard what God wanted him to do. He heard an assignment from God, but Jonah didn't want to do that. Jonah didn't like the people of Nineveh. He didn't like who they were because they had been enemies of, of Israel, and he didn't want to help them. And so he disobeyed God. Well, keep in mind, when you disobey God, what happens is what the term we were referring to earlier, you quench the Holy Spirit. Remember the Holy Spirit's inside the, in the, is in, in the heart of every believer. He's in each of us, and he dwells in each of us. And when we disobey God, we quench the fire of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. You and I don't want to do that. Because remember, the best thing in the world is the Word and the will of God. The Word of God is the will of God. And the best thing for us and for all the world is the Word and the will of God. So when we disobey, some sort of loss always takes place. Remember, disobedience always leads to loss in some capacity. That's one of the reasons why it's more important for us to obey the Word of God because even when we disobey, if we confess it and ask God to forgive us, God will forgive us. But there are some sort of loss that a person will experience in their disobedience. So it's better to obey and avoid the loss that would come through disobedience. Well, Jonah disobeyed God and tried to run away from God. Well, of course, where do you run to try to get away from God? Well, of all people, you might think Jonah should have known better, but uh, God didn't allow him to get away. And if you know the story of the book of Jonah, and for time reasons, we won't try to share the whole book, but read the whole book through during the broadcast. But please take time to go back and read the whole book. It's only four chapters, but powerful. The uh, mariners toss him overboard. And, of course, what happens is he goes into the water and he sinks down and he does cry out to the Lord. And God, in his mercy, allows Jonah to be swallowed by a big fish. And uh, God preserves Jonah's life. And in chapter 3, we hear, we see where God gives Jonah another, another chance, another opportunity to obey him. And Jonah does go to obey. He goes to preach to Nineveh. The Ninevites hear the message of God, and they repent. And so, sadly, Jonah doesn't have the best of attitudes, and he really wanted to see the city and the people of Nineveh get zapped. And so he wasn't particularly happy. But God's will was done in the sense that they heard the word of God and they did repent. The fact is, it's important to know people are precious to God. One of the many messages of the book of Jonah is that people are precious to God. And God wants us as believers to grow in our love for him and our love for people as well so that we too will see people as precious because they're precious to God. How important it is that we seek to walk in that mindset. But sadly, again, Jonah initially doesn't obey and he reaps the consequences of his disobedience. You know, and so we don't know a whole lot about Jonah, but we do know that he's a mighty preacher with a mighty anointing on him and an anointing so great that God reached through him. And a whole city, after hearing the preaching of Jonah, repented and turned from their wicked ways. So, but Jonah's attitude really wasn't the best attitude at all to have. On the other hand, in the book of Isaiah, it's, some, it's powerful to consider this. In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6, picking up at verse 1, it tells us these words. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim, each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, 
and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongues from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. That was verses 1 through 8 of Isaiah chapter 6. Now this is a powerful scene whereby God allows Isaiah a vision of the throne room in heaven. And God is high and lifted up on his throne. And uh, this was uh, in the year that King Uzziah had died and Isaiah had this powerful vision of the throne room in heaven. And Isaiah being in the presence of God uh, just just felt completely undone spiritually. And his, his response is, woe is me for I am undone. Well, a seraphim uh, picks up a hot coal and puts it to his unclean lips and he's purged of his sin. And then God lays before the people a challenge. He says, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah's response is, here am I, send me. And so when given the opportunity to pursue being used mightily by God, Isaiah's response is this, these words and this prayer, here am I, send me. Now let me say to every single listener, this is a wise prayer for all of us to pray, actually on a daily basis. Each day we're wise to get up in the morning and say, Lord, here am I, send me this day to do your will. Do you know God is looking for believers who will pray like that? And why would he be looking for believers that pray like that? Because he doesn't have nearly enough. It's important to see that Isaiah wanted to be used by God. And God was excited to see that. And Isaiah prayed that God would use him. And God heard his prayer. Now note, Isaiah and Jonah were both prophets of the Old Testament. But note the difference between Jonah and Isaiah. Jonah is used of God. But Jonah is reluctant in his obedience. And the book of Jonah has four chapters. Isaiah passionately wants to be used by God, and God uses him mightily. And God uses him to write the whole book of Isaiah, which is 66 books. And Isaiah is a powerful book in the Old Testament that speaks of truths and insights throughout the Old and New Testament, as well as it points us clearly to Jesus Christ as well. God used, my, used Isaiah mightily. God answered Isaiah's prayer, Here am I, send me. My encouragement to you, pray the prayer like Isaiah prayed every day of your life. Pray the prayer like Isaiah, Lord, here am I today. Send me this day to do your will. And remember this, when you pray that prayer, God will answer it. Well, as we normally do, before the end of the broadcast. If you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to make that step. Uh, today is a great day to be saved. If you'd like to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you simply pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, 
thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. You said in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me, fill me with your spirit. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, please email us. We'd like very much to be in touch with you and share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your walk with the Lord. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to hear from you. Hope that we will. Well, as always, we appreciate you listening. Today we've been looking at the topic, the art of listening to and following God. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.